Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Carly Pierce, new music from Adam Doliak, and an interview with Logan Crosby. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of August 7th, 2023. This week's episode of the All Country News podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Have to kick things off with a major music milestone. The country music genre claimed the top three spots on the Billboard Hot 100 for the first time ever. And this is so huge. I mean, country really has been taking over the world, and I think a lot of that has to do with how diverse the genre has gotten. But the top three artists were Jason Aldean for Try That in a Small Town, number two, Last Night, Morgan Wallen, and number three, Fast Car by Luke Combs. Speaking of Jason Aldean, that brings me to my next item of news. And that is that he celebrated a career milestone with his new song, Try That in a Small Town. It ended up being his first ever Hot 100 number one and his 40th entry on the chart. And the last time he made appearance on the top 10 of the Hot 100 was with his 2010 single, Dirt Road Anthem. And I think, you know, this has been really interesting to see play out. I know you all have seen it in the news and it kind of begs the question, would this song have gone so high in the charts if it hadn't have had so much controversy surrounding the song and the content of his music video? And that is something that would take way longer than this podcast episode to discuss. But you can check out his take on all the chaos up on All Country News socials now. And you can check out celebrations up on his and his wife's socials as well. Also have to bring it back to Morgan Wallen, who announced his new golf merch line. And I know golfers and country fans everywhere are going to sell this one out. So you will want to make sure you check it out ASAP. The line features a bunch of golf shirts as well as hoodies and crew necks. And you can pre-order now up on his website And anyone who makes a purchase will get a sleeve of three printed white golf balls featuring the text, one swing at a time. So make sure you get those ASAP. As I said, there's no way this one will not sell out. Zach Bryan sat down with Joe Rogan to talk about how his success shocks him and how he thought he'd be in the Navy till he died. Now, I think Zach Bryan's story is so interesting. I don't want to dive too much into this interview because I really think that you just need to go watch it. The whole thing is up on YouTube now, and it's really interesting about how he came to be a country singer. And it's also hard for me 
to think about him not being a part of the country scene. I mean, I think we can all agree that he has taken over. I can't look anywhere on social media without seeing his name. And, you know, he's just such a success. So lucky for us that he decided to switch careers. And again, this is a must watch for the week. So make sure you check out the full interview now. You can check that out on YouTube, also up on allcountrynews.com now. This next item of news is your heart warmer for the week, and that is Tim McGraw's heartwarming interaction with young fan over friendship bracelets. Now, I have probably watched this video like 16 times. I think it is the cutest thing I have seen in a long time. But this little girl and her father made a bracelet for Tim McGraw and it had his wife's and children's initials on it. And as if that interaction wasn't sweet enough, at his show he gave her a little shout out and he said, remember what I told you, be strong and fierce, right? Be a woman who goes out and conquers the world. And coming from a male artist, I thought that was so amazing. Tim McGraw obviously has so many wonderful women in his life, and that shows through that message. And it is just another must-watch for this week. So make sure you head to allcountrynews.com. To the next item of news had country fans going absolutely crazy. There appears to be a collab coming up between Old Dominion and Megan Maroney. And you can check that out on their socials now. Not much is known about the collab except for the fact that it comes out on August 18th. So as soon as we have more updates on that, you know you will hear it all here first. I, for one, am so excited about this. Old Dominion, obviously legendary household name in the country music genre. And Mega Maroney is a newer artist but has taken over the country world by storm. There's no way this collab will not be absolute fire. So again, stay tuned. More details to come soon. I have two very exciting touring announcements for you. First up, we have Carly Pierce with her Country Music Made Me Do It Tour 2023. Now, there is only really a handful of dates for this. So if you want to get tickets to the show, make sure you get on that ASAP. Pre-sale and public on-sale are this week, so map that out accordingly. You are not going to want to miss out. The supporting acts are absolutely incredible. It's Adam Doliak and Hannah Ellis, who I both absolutely love. This is going to be a show you do not want to miss out on. And as if that touring announcement wasn't already exciting enough, we have another powerhouse female country artist hitting the road, and that is Ashley McBride for her The Devil I Know tour. And I am so excited about this. I love Ashley. I think she's absolutely incredible. And the tour will include 30 dates, including a return to the UK next January. Tickets will go on sale this Friday, August 11th at 10 a.m. local time. And the supporting acts for this are really incredible. She'll have Corey Kent, Bella White, Harper O'Neill, J.D. Clayton, Casey Tindall, Will Jones, and Zach Topp. Another tour you're not going to want to miss out on, so make sure you map out your attack on those tickets ASAP. I've got another heartwarming news update for you, and that is all about Cody Johnson's new single, The Painter, which is dedicated to his wife and slated for release 
August 11th. This will be the first release from his upcoming album due out later this year. He spoke a little bit about the song and said, I hope my fans are encouraged to take the time to appreciate the people they have around them. The ones who make their life beautiful and bring all of the beautiful colors to their world when it could be just black and white and dark. Remember them and tell them you love them. I think that is such an incredible message and I cannot wait to hear this song. Make sure you pre-save it now, available on all digital platforms. Speaking of new releases, country music icon Randy Travis announced that he will be coming out with music very soon. I am so happy to hear that he's doing well and will be gracing our ears with his incredible music very soon. He announced this during a press conference with All Country News and other outlets for his A Heroes and Friends tribute to Randy Travis which will be an all-star tribute concert coming to Huntsville, Alabama on October 24th. It was accompanied by his wife and the tea was spilled. There will be songs coming from the vault that has never been heard before. And I, for one, am so excited. You know, once we have more information, you'll hear it all here first. Now it's time to dive into the new music this week. First up, we have to talk about Adam Doliak's latest single, Don't Make Me Get Over You. And this is another beautiful love song to add to your playlist. It is all about being with someone so special and not wanting to have to ever get over them. So it's really a plea of saying like, please don't ever leave me. And the lyrics in this are so great, but that's no surprise. I mean, I'm sure you've been seeing his name absolutely everywhere. He's another artist who's taking the country world by storm and I believe will be a household name very soon. Make sure you check this one out. It's definitely a must listen for the week. This next song is kind of the exact opposite of the last one we spoke of. It's from John Morgan, and it's all about feeling the coldness of a breakup despite the Texas heat in Cold Summer in San Antonio. This song is so great to me. It's your typical, like, classic country, very, like, 90s, early 2000s, but definitely one of those ones that the hold crowd like sings their heart out to but in that sweet delicate kind of way and it honestly will have you swaying even though it is a breakup song i can definitely tell you you can add this to like your summer autumn playlist it is one all of your friends are going to love brett landon documents her life's journeys in debut ep who knew it's five songs. It's so great. It's a really beautiful debut for her on the country scene. You know, she has released other songs, but this is a really strong start. The EP is really great. All five tracks I absolutely love, but Small Town Girl is my favorite. Make sure you check that one out. William Beckman captured the dynamics of heartache in new album. Here's to you. Here's to me. And it's seven tracks of absolute goodness and magic. Make sure you check out Tennessee Drinkin'. That one is my absolute fave. Casey Tindall released her latest single, and it's all about 
cheating and heartbreak. It's called Dirt Road to Hell. And for anyone who has ever been scorned before, you are going to want to add this one to your playlist and vibe along. This next song is a favorite for me this week. It's Cool Little Bars by Ashley McBride and was co-written with the incredible Lainey Wilson. It will be on her next highly anticipated album, The Devil I Know, and the song is all about those really cool kind of hole-in-the-wall bars that are located, you know, really all over the world. But Ashley took to Instagram to speak about how that's how she came up in her career, starting off in those little bars. And it's a really great song, and it's just a really amazing sneak peek into the incredible album that the devil I know will be. Make sure you add this one to your weekly playlist. Turnpike Troubadours frontman penned the greatest song as a love note in their latest single, Brought Me. Another one for all my lovebirds out there. Make sure you give this one a listen with your sweetie. Alana Springsteen announced the upcoming release of her album, 20-something. And she also gave us the first single, Look I Like, and it's absolutely incredible. This new album is going to be insane. It is 18 tracks, and she already put the full list up on her Instagram page, so make sure you check that out. And, and it also has some incredible features. You have already heard Ghost in My Guitar featuring Chris Stapleton, but she also has a feature from Mitchell Tenpenny with her song Goodbye. Make sure you pre-save this one. This album's going to be insane. Matt Friedman has released the breakup song of the summer. It is going to be an anthem. For all of those who are going through a tumultuous breakup right now, this is your song. It is called Numb. And it is so great. You can catch footage of him up on his socials now recording it. You are not going to want to miss out on this one. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Next, you know we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video, I may be responsible for like half the streams on this. It is Chris Stapleton performing a cover of I Hope You Dance. And it is literally out of this world. I mean, there is just nothing that this man can't sing. Honestly, I guarantee you he could sing the alphabet to all of us and we would make it go number one. You can check it out now on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. And now I'm so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Logan Crosby where they sit down for our interview of the week. We saw you at CMA Fest at Spotify House. So talk okay. to me about your whirlwind of a CMA Fest to kick things off here. Yeah, CMA Fest was insane. Um, it always is. Last year I came as a fan, so it was really cool coming this year and actually being able to play, yeah, like in a, within a year, which was awesome. Um, I cannot thank Spotify enough for having me out and, and letting me you know come and play on the rooftop. But did that on Thursday, had a break, Friday, Saturday, went to the stadium Saturday night. Um, and then Sunday, I was supposed to play two shows, one like my CMA, you know, show. And then the other one, I was playing a Whiskey Jam at Whiskey Road. Thank you, Ward, for having me out. But the CMA Fest days got canceled because of the weather. So, yes. So I didn't even get, so it was my first CMA Fest, and I didn't really even get to play like 
this like CMA fest because it wasn't the CMA stage, I guess. I don't know. We'll say it. We'll we'll count it. You we were can. there. You were there. It was insane. <laughs> and once we got done with with um you know whiskey jam, I wanted to run down to Spotify House to watch Megan play the in the Spotify House. Sprinted through the rain, have a video. It was me, my manager, and my business manager. And I looked at my business manager. I'm, I don't get paid enough to run through the rain. What are we doing here? Like I mean, come on, come on. I love it. But we had a great time. It was a great time, but it was pure chaos. Oh my gosh. I know. I normally, you know, when we do stuff, I wear cowboy boots because, you know, you got to look the part. But I learned at Stagecoach, don't wear boots. So I was mm -hmm. rocking the Converse all CMA fast. So comfort oh, is key. <laughs> Look, if I wear boots, I'm wearing boots on stage. And then my 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 ankles and my heels start to hurt. And so I go, all right, where's my sneakers? Come on, team. Yeah, I love it. So a lot of people know you from your TV show, Claim to Fame. But I want to ask you more about, are Frankie and Kevin Jonas actually cool people? Yes, uh, very cool people. And they did not pay me to say that, no. Um, no, they are awesome. Kevin's been great to me. I mean, kind of since the show, Once, we, even when we were on the show, he was, he was awesome. But afterwards, he's like, you want to do music, which is great. He's invited me out to shows. I've sent him over music. He's listened to the music. So it's just kind of really cool when having somebody like him, you know, kind of kind of give you direction. Um, you know, they were, I, I know that the, the I call him the Brothers Jonas, um and frankie were kind of really big reasons why i ended up signing with like uta um because they're over at uta and so just kind of things like that that they've just they've kind of helped guide me through the industry um which has been really cool but they're awesome and then frankie and i obviously putting out music at the same time coming up you know kind of in the shadows of superstars which is kind of a lot of fun and it's it's been you know really kind of a cool thing to figure out but they're great and then i met the other uh, Jonas Brothers at some shows and what I do tell people people saw a picture of me and Kevin they're like they're short I'm like yeah I was, yeah. Like, Kevin. I was like and Kevin Kevin's the tallest one I was like so they're not they're not as tall as you think they are I mean I don't know what it is I mean a lot of the greats were you know we were just at Country Thunder Wisconsin over the weekend mm -hmm. and I got to meet Cody Johnson and I'm like wow you you seem so larger than life on stage but he's he's a little guy but he's, yeah, he's, he's nice he's sore, but he's great I love cody other I and mean, then and then we met john party too and i'm like barely in his armpit so it's just oh, yeah <laughs> been there i love it but i i think one of my favorite things you know i mean i've gotten to know you really through your tiktok and you are absolutely hilarious but you know what I mean? And one of your recent ones kind of promoting the new EP, you said that you've wanted to do this since you were four. Mm -hmm. How did you know when you were a wee lad that this is what you wanted? Well, I think, you know, a lot of that goes to like, I've, I've been going to concerts since I was literally like two years old. I mean, there's pictures hey. of me on, on tour buses when I was in diapers. I mean, and so I think kind of being around it, you know, even though it wasn't something where it was like a, a dad or a, a mom like out on the road, but just kind of being around it, I was like, this is cool. Um, and so and and I mean, I've always kind of been I had like a big personality and I, I, I was the kid that was always, you know, getting in trouble for talking in school. And I was like, but every other kid was like, I want to be a doctor. And I was like, well, if you're a doctor, there's gonna be some sick people in the world. You don't, probably don't need to be a doctor or like, I want to be a this. And I was always kind of like, I want to be like kind of in front of people and I want to perform and I want to do you know, all that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of where, you know, I think I got it. And from a young age, my parents were like, well, if you want to go sing and you want to go be on TV, just go do it, which was awesome to have, you know, parents that did that. Um, at one point, I thought I wanted to be an attorney when I went to college, probably because I would talk a lot and I would be in front of people. I want to be a trial attorney. 
Um, and then after that, I was like, you know what, I don't want to do this. I want to go do music, you know, for sure. But yeah, something since I was a kid, I've always wanted to kind of, you know, make music and write and be in the entertainment space, which I'm I'm blessed enough to be able to do that for a living now. I love that. Who were you listening to? I mean, I'm building my office wall back here with all of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I have all my vinyls here in disarray below me. But like, it's so funny that you mentioned you knew when you were four, my mom, when I graduated from college, gave me a notebook of like all of her memories from me when I was little. And she said that when I was four, I also found country music. So I'm interested to know who you were listening to at four. That was like, yep, these are my idols. Yeah, I think it was, I think it, a lot of it was country music. And I think it also was, was other, you know, genres, you know, for me, it was obviously Jason. Sugarland, I mean, Sugarland was my favorite band. And, you know, kind of being from Georgia, as I started getting older, you know, we had, I guess I remember having a little iPod that you could download music on. And the thing was, you know, then I was probably like eight when I got it. Um, and so, I don't know, we'll have to fact check that. I was born in 2000. I got it kind of around the time. So <laughs> um, but I mean, you could go on, you can go and you could get any song in the world. You know, and I also grew up, I mean, 20 minutes from where Otis Redding was born. I grew up right down the road from where the Allman Brothers, you know, played in Capricorn Studios and and Little Richard. And then we had like Luke Bryan was coming up from South Georgia. So we had all kinds of different music kind of around me. I was, a, I loved like Christian music because I was, I was in church all the time. My grandma drove me to church and my parents every Sunday, which was great. But I loved the hymns. I mean, so kind of growing up, it was, I listened to everything. I mean, Sugarland was definitely a favorite. Um, obviously, Jason. Trisha Yearwood is from, I mean, my my aunt and her went to high school together. They're all from Monticello. I mean, so it's kind of like growing up, there was just music everywhere for me. And we always had music playing. And I was like, this is, this is cool. Like, I, this is something I want to do. I love it. And I love that you are a part of this very strong Georgian presence in Mm -hmm. Nashville. Um, I feel like the Georgia Bulldogs fan club is led by Ray Fulcher and, you know, it's just like this giant thing. But so talk to me about kind of having this natural camaraderie of other artists from Georgia with you in Nashville, having a little piece of home with you while you're in Nashville. Yes. The Georgia mafia. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, Ray's great. I love Ray. I've written with Ray. Ray's awesome. Actually, the one time I wrote with Ray, we wrote a song about Georgia football, of all things. <laughs> um, what else would you write about with Ray? Um, but Ray's great. Megan went to Georgia. Yeah. I went to Georgia. Uh, Lily Rose is a massive Georgia fan. I think she went to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, there's all kinds of Georgia people that are, that are you know, you know kind of all over the place from all over the state. But it's funny because, like, you just meet people and you're like – I'm from Georgia and I'm like me too. And it's like, you just become instant friends, which is great. You kind of have a built-in community up here, which is super, super, you know, cool and nice. And and we all get along and love each other. I love it. So you moved to Nashville after deciding you did not want to be an attorney. All I am picturing you is like on law and order. And I'm like, that Mm -hmm. is hilarious. Um, But what intimidated you the most about when you first moved to Nashville? Well, I guess I moved after the show, after I'd gotten off the show. Okay. Um, so I think it was just kind of, you know, going from, and, and I said this yesterday on a podcast that I was on, but I was like kind of going, I was on such a high because the show did so well and it was, it was massive and it was a lot more successful than we ever thought it would be to kind of move into town with a little bit of money and no publishing deal and no record deal. And, you know, and we were kind of, we, those things were in the works. I mean, I knew that it was going to happen, but kind of that first like two months that I got here, 
there was not a whole lot going on. And I tell the story, um, you know, that I was sitting on my couch, this couch I'm sitting on now, watching um, CMA, the CMA Awards last year. And I was like, there was nothing going on. And I had been, I put out, you know, two songs, which, I mean, in looking back, that's not a lot, you know, of songs. And I, like I said, didn't have a ton going on, but I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, I don't know if this is really what I'm supposed to do. Like, there's nothing happening. And, and I've learned, I've learned how to have a lot of patience, which is great and a virtue that you definitely need to have in the entertainment business. But I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I don't, there's stuff I can't afford. I can't pay for, like, what the heck's going on. The next day I got a call from my agent about you know going on tour with Megan which was super which was the coolest thing ever but I think like learning you know how to be patient and, and because that's something that I think we all have to face it's like it's not going to happen overnight like this is something that you got to build and build and build but I mean kind of once we got in and, and I learned you know that I was going to be on the tour things started happening and we started putting the music out and whatnot and, and kind of everything's taken off you know since then but yeah, moving to town was was definitely intimidating. And especially, I mean, I graduated a year early, not because I was smart. It was because I hated school so much. I was taking four summer classes, two May masters. If you would have gave me a December class, I'd have took a December class. Um, but it was kind of watching all my friends being in college, living it up there last year. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, trying to figure it out if I can pay rent this month or not. But that's what I'm doing. I love it. So yes, you're on tour with Megan. Those were some of my favorite TikToks or you guys just kind of documented that. But I have to ask you, how are you an emo cowgirl? How am I an emo cowgirl? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I feel like some of my songs are pretty emo. <laughs> I, got called, I got called the emo cowboy yesterday and I'm like, oh, is this what we're, this where we're going? Um, no, I mean, I'm I'm a massive fan of Megan. I always have been. I, I remember when Wonder came out. Years ago, I would I say years ago, and it's been like twenty. It's like three. Um, and then uh, uh, whenever hair salon kind of took off on TikTok, I remember watching it and I covered it. This is kind of how we met. The kind of the backstory, um, if we have time. So we both went to went to Georgia. She graduated like a kind of a year before I got there, um, and so we georgia uga didn't have a massive like country scene like athens didn't athens is obviously a massive town for music with just like georgia theater b52 just like yeah. different people coming out of there but country-wise there wasn't a whole lot so she would play all the sorority and frat gigs and she'd open up for people at the georgia theater and then when she left like i kind of stepped into that role and i was the one that kind of did it um and so i covered hair salon and put it on tiktok and she reposted it and she like reached out she was like hey like that was super cool like thank you so much you know and then we met at Spotify House, funny enough, on the rooftop in 2022. I walked up to her and I went to introduce myself. I'm like, I'm Logan. She's like, I know who you are. I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> then we went and we got coffee like a month later and we just became, I mean, fast friends. I mean, but yeah, she's definitely the emo cowgirl. If if I'm the emo cowboy now that I'm on tour with her, you know, then that's fine. That's great. You know, hey. I feel like some of my songs are pretty emo. I mean, yeah. some of the songs, and especially some of the ones that we have, you know, ready to roll out here in the next couple months. There's something I listen to and I go, dang, that's sad. It's pretty sad. Like, what were you going through, brother? Awesome. Well, before we dive into the new EP, um, on your TikTok, you said that you're a, a wannabe stand-up comedian. So I need to know, do you have like a joke that you always just kind of have ready to go? I don't know if I have a joke I always have ready to go. I just kind of have stories and I make them funny. And if somebody says something, I'm pretty quick on my feet, which <laughs> is, is really cool. And which I don't know how I got that. Um, Cause I ain't quick at nothing else I do. 
But when somebody says something, I can, you know, I can turn it into a joke. But yeah, I've always like people, it's funny because when people see my TikTok, I've had people come up to me and they go, oh, well, like you're the comedian guy. And I'm like, am I? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I went on a podcast like a few weeks ago with Heather McMahon, who's a yeah. big comedian. She's yeah. awesome. She's become a great friend of mine. But yeah, so people were like, oh, well, we love this new comedian. And she was like, hey, he's a singer too. And I'm just like, you know what? Whatever brings you to the table, the table, my table's really big. Whatever brings you to it, that's fine. I don't care. I love it. You can have like, you know, your show can be part music, part Jeff Foxworthy. You know what I mean? All those. Oh, all we, those. I joke all the time in my shows. I mean, all the time. We had, a, we were playing a show in Chattanooga and there were this, I, I was going to, I was about to play a few asked me and I was like, is anybody in here married? And this couple who's very belligerently drunk, they're <laughs> like, we're married. I was like, great. What do y'all do? And he's like, I'm a plumber. I'm like, oh, great. This is going to go really well. And I was like, okay, I can work with that. I was like, ma'am, what do you do? She goes, I work at Hooters. <laughs> and I would, all I could say, and so that I very rarely am I rendered speechless, but I was. And all I could get out of my mouth was, oh my God, that's the American dream. And then I was just like, I'm just going to play the song. I'm like, what the hell is going on? A plumber and somebody that works at Hooters. I love it. And they came up to the merch booth. We took pictures. They were married. It was great. It was awesome. I love those folks. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to come to Chicago because I I have I have to see this. But I want to dive into the EP. I know that you, you you've put out a couple of songs. When did you know that it was time for a project? I feel like singles are the thing right now. It's mm -hmm. single, 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 single. But I am such you know, I mean, I'm a slut for a full project because I want to know what you are thinking. And I feel like it's really hard to get to know a, a, an artist holistically when mm. you just drop a single every couple of weeks. And so yeah. I love that you put together these five songs. But when did you know that you were like, no, it's project time? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that I wanted to, to live in single world for a little bit. I mean, and so we obviously put out one, we put out two in 2022 and then we, we put out three before we went on tour just because we had to have you know more music out but we had those songs ready to go it was just a matter of like when do you drop them so we dropped them around the time that we were going on tour which was super cool um and then we dropped another one um in may but i knew back in we started writing towards the project i was like hey like this is kind of an idea and it, it was just an idea of, obviously that's my story kind of what happened in, in all five of those songs but we started writing it in early january of this year and, um, you know, I kind of went into the team in February and I was like, I think I want to do a project and I want to call it 23 Days in L.A. And I want it to be about this. And I was like kind of waiting for them to say no, like mm, we don't know if we're going to do that. And they're like, yeah, that's badass. Like we're 100 percent going to do that. <laughs> so that's awesome. But yeah, so it's kind of February was when we really put the pedal to the metal of we need to have, you know, the, we have to like 23 days in LA, I think we probably rewrote four or five times. I mean, just kind of over the course of like, we, I knew what I wanted to say, but it was like, how do we say it right? How do we land it right? And, and, and some of those songs we wrote in, in two hours, you know, and, and I was like, this is how I want it to be. And then some of it we worked on and worked on and worked on because I wanted it to be, you know, perfect I mean to be honest with you and, and I'm super meticulous and then we started getting all the content together I had the idea for the kind of the promo video that we posted um we I had that idea back in February and we kind of started working it up and then it was just kind of a matter of okay when do we have time to go to California 
because yeah. we were on tour and we had festivals and we had stuff going on. So when do we have time? When do we have, you know, and I was like, let's go out there for like five days and shoot it. And we ended up shooting all that in like two days, which was, it was a sprint to the finish, but kind of, I mean, it took like, a, it was a six month process and, and it really kind of got, like I said, at the end of March, like as we were starting to go on tour with Megan is when we were just kind of like, all right, it's done. Let's start getting ready and, and, and kind of getting everything. You know, it was, it was pedal to the metal, but I loved it. I mean, it was, it was text messages at three 30 in the morning here's this idea, we need to do this. I mean, and it was kind of all that I did for, you know, however many months, but I love it. I love a project. I do. Like I said, I know that music's changed a little bit, you know, when it comes to, you know, it's lots of singles and you kind of group that into a project and whatnot, which is totally fine. I mean, if you do that, but I, I definitely wanted to tell this story because I thought it, it, it was my story one, but I also thought it was, you know, just really cool, you know, kind of just to have, to show off my artistry a little bit of like, this is what to expect. Hopefully if I'm blessed enough to do this, you know, for the next however many years as a career, like this is what we're going to, this is the level that we're going to be at. I love it. I mean, I love a good concept album. I, I you know it. what I mean? I just told Ashley McBride over the weekend how much I loved her concept. Oh my God. It was great. Between that, when that came out and then Kelsey's. Oh, oh. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm, I knew like, I would, but I'm, go. like, I'm good. If those two can do it, I'm doing it. Okay. I'm doing it. I love it. Well, I got to ask you, how the hell did you get Jonathan Singleton to write a song called A Little Sunburnt, A Little Drunk? Because that sounds like me over the weekend. Um, Funny enough, we went in and I was kind of looking for like a beat song that was kind of sad, sadder, <laughs> which is like, you don't really find that a lot. And so I, it was me and him and Mark Holman. Yeah. I kind of like a, like a sad song for the beach. And they were like, huh? And I'm like, okay. And then Jonathan goes, we just were sitting there telling stories. And Jonathan was like, yeah, you know, my cousin said that she went to the beach and she got a little sunburnt and a little drunk. And we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, that, that's the one. And so we wrote it and it was awesome. And, and yeah, that was, that was a, a great day, you know, but yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan's great. Like I said, he, he, he's one of my producers and a legendary songwriter and being able to bounce ideas off of his head has been awesome. And, but no, he, uh, a little sunburn, a little drunk. That's very much a Jonathan Singleton. I chuckled so hard when I saw his name on their first songwriting credit. I'm like, and my first question for him is. <laughs> yeah. And but, then, and then I got him to write a song about LA and yeah. he was just like, I, he's like, I ain't even been out here in years. And I was like, well, we're going to, I was like, we're going to go back. Okay. But talk to me about what you hope fans get out of this. You know what I mean? It's you, like you said, you've dropped a couple of singles. You've gotten the exposure at CMA Fest, obviously the TV show and being out with Megan. But I feel like this is a very mature approach to country music. And it seems very you, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You are a talkative, fun, outgoing person. And I feel that in this record. So what are you hoping that people get out of the project? Yeah, I think the main thing, like I said, is is this is kind of the level of like the projects that we're going to, you know, hopefully be blessed enough, you know, to put out. If this is the one, if this is the only one that ever sees a light of day, you know, great, then I'm happy, you know, but I'm hoping that we can put out 10 of these, you know, um, but kind of like this is the level that we're going to, we're going to be at, um, but also just kind of, it's a story in five songs and, and it's based in LA and it's over the course of X amount of days. But really the project is this, you can, you can change 23 days in LA to 25 years in Missouri. And it's the same, it's the same, yeah. you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And that was kind of the, 
the concept and I'm like, that's how I want to land it. It's like run away with you. You know, that's a song about running away with somebody and, and falling in love, like, you know, two kids falling in love. I mean, and it's the same thing with ain't nothing like loving you. That's all about, you know, just falling in love with somebody and loving them more than life itself. A little sunburn, a little drunk. It's about kind of, you know, the relationship, no matter where it is kind of ending and, and whiskey smokes, you know, the, the fight that kind of, puts everything over the edge with, with, uh, I think a lot of relationships go through that, especially towards the end. And then 23 days in LA is just kind of looking back on it. And so no matter where it was and how long the relationship was that, you know, whoever the listener was in, it's kind of the, it's all the same. And so, like I said, 23 days in LA was just my story, but I think it, a lot of people have been able to relate to it. And a lot of people have been like, this is something that we went through. It just, wasn't, you know, yeah. that amount of time in that location. It's so relatable. I mean, I love that you can stick, you know, I mean, fans can kind of stick themselves into any, mm -hmm. any of these songs, but I think your next one should be called 23 Nights at Red Door. 23 Nights, oh God. I don't even know if I've spent that many nights at Red Door and I've lived here for like 11 months. Mm -mm. Oh, I, uh, whenever I come in. Red Door, I'm done. Yeah, right. I'm like, guys, I'm like, I'm five years older than all of you. And that's a long time in drinking years. Like, I can't do this anymore. I mean, anytime I end up at Red Door, I'm just like, I, I, I'm literally like, okay, go ahead and get an Uber Eats on the way because you're going to need it. You're going to be- Grab a glizzy as you're walking out. <laughs> cancel, cancel whatever you have in the morning because you're not going to make it. You know, and it's just, I, anytime I go to Red Door, 99% of the time I'm on my last leg. I'm on my last leg. Uh -huh. I love it. Well, we are so excited for what's next. I always tell everybody, please come see us in Chicago. That's where I am based. I'm in Nashville. Those on weed. I'm playing those on weed. Let's see. Wait, when? Please tell me. I will be there. Megan, oh, let's see. Well, opening up for Megan. Oh, um, it's September 30th. Yes, that. My Boom. girlfriends and I already have our outfits. We are coming in full camp oh. and sparkling boots. Oh. Boom. I'm there. I'm opening. Boom. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I was going to ask you because they hadn't announced the opener yet. And I was really yeah. hoping it was you. We announced, I guess last, right. I think right in the middle of CMA Fest, we yeah. kind of announced okay. that I'm on like 14 of the dates on okay. the lucky tour. And then Mackenzie Carpenter, who I love, she's awesome, is on I saw her I think, over the like weekend. Yeah. eight or nine of the dates, you know, so we're, it's really cool. We're all friends. It's it's going to be super fun that we're all going to be out on the road and, and it's going to be pure chaos because like I said, when you mix all of us together, it doesn't end well. Somebody ends up shooting tequila. Yeah. Not at Red Door, but it's something similar to Red Door. Maybe even a tour bus. I don't know. <laughs> well, we are so excited. We will see you in a couple of months. Congrats awesome. on everything and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Awesome. We'll chat with you soon. Bye-bye. I wanted to take another moment to share even more about Good Sentiments. This candle line is really, really special. Partnering with your favorite musicians and their favorite charities makes every Good Sentiments candle the perfect gift for any country music lover and any occasion. Some of my favorite candles are Slot Machine by Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Come On In by Track 45, and Yours Tonight by Walker County. There are so many more to choose from, and $5 from every candle sold goes to a worthy charity. Get yours today at shopgoodsentiments.com. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening.
The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.